You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced Produced by Jan. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR program produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kula Nation. Diaspora Blues also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skid Row, a community radio station in Sydney. My name is Ayan Shirwa. It is 3rd of May and we hope you are doing terrific. On the show this week, we have the amazing, fabulous, delicious, lush Namila Benson. Namila is a broadcaster, producer, writer, and an educator. And starting 5th of May, she'll be gracing our TVs every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. on ABC TV Plus and ABC iView. More about that later in the program. But now let's hear from Pookie with her new track, Unstoppable. Trying to stop me, but I'm busy snatching edges. You know I'm self-made, baby. Ain't no reason to hate, baby. Self-made, ladies, is the only way. Maybe I could give you some tips. Some of my source you can sit, but please make sure you don't slip. I'm known to just all about me and my bucks. Me and my bucks. And if you look close, see your bitch don't got no bucks. Me and my bucks, honey, you was sitting up. So when I let it rain, you should try to maintain. These lyrical consequences brought up upon so you by you and they burn But the faith that you earn I think somebody got ahead of they self I think somebody really like catching them ass They tryna hit a nigga with some obstacles They don't know what to hop Make you wear like obstacles What's wrong, baby dog? You was popping all that good shit I need it Right, I'm the business Don't try to stop me when I pull up with the demons Don't try to stop me when you no longer a free man when I'm coming at you Please don't try to stop me when I'm happening you're dreaming Don't try to stop me when I pull up with the demons Don't try to stop me when you no longer a framing Don't try to stop me when I'm coming at you Stop. I can't believe it. 
me, but I'm busy snatching edges. You know I'm unstoppable. Don't you know I'm unstoppable. You know I'm unstoppable. Bitch, I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. Bitch, I'm unstoppable. I said I'm unstoppable. Bitch, I'm unstoppable. I said I'm And that was Pookie with her track Unstoppable. Unstoppable comes to us from her gorgeous new album, Dinka Girl. Have you ever had a diagnosis of breast cancer or a gynecological cancer? Would you like to support other women as they go through their own cancer experience? Counterpart is a community-based service located in Melbourne. They support women right across Victoria who have been diagnosed with breast or a gynecological cancer. Counterpart peer support volunteers have all had their own cancer experience. They provide a listening ear and emotional and practical support to other women affected by cancer. As a peer support volunteer, you'll receive six weeks training one day a week. The 2021 volunteer intake will begin training in August. Applications close on June 7. To apply or find out more, visit counterpart.org.au forward slash volunteer or call our resource centre on 1300 781 500. Counterpart, women supporting women with cancer. A 3CR supporter. Last night I spoke to someone who I value and look up to and whose work inspires not just me but so many of us in the community. Her name is Namila Benson. I'll get Namila to introduce herself because I honestly cannot do justice to sis. Who is Namila? Okay, so I am a radio broadcaster who very proudly got um, my start at 3CR nearly 28 years ago now. Uh, Yeah, so working at 3CR and I really, really love radio. So I guess who am I? I'm someone that really loves holding really uh, engaging and I guess thought-provoking conversations. I really love creativity I love creative people I love the way that they engage with the world um yeah so I'm a broadcaster over on the ABC and I'm just about to step into a new show on ABC TV plus called uh artworks so yeah this Melanesian mug is going to be getting on the small screen nationwide each week so yeah it's exciting I you do not understand how excited I am so I Reach and I, um, 
I don't know if Arich would want people to know, but who cares? I'm still going to say it. So Arich and I are catching up to watch you watch your <laughs> premiere on Wednesday. So we're really excited for that. We're going to be eating popcorn and taking like Instagram videos of you. So we're so excited and we're so <laughs> proud of you, Namila, of all the things that you do, all the things that you've done for us as well. Like I want listeners to know just how much of a pivotal role you've played in our life. So I do Aww. appreciate that, Namila. And I appreciate you, sis, honestly. <laughs> One thing I do want to talk about that is very important to me is mentorship, right? So the role of mentors. For me, when I think about my mentors, I think about Arij, I think about yourself. I wonder who was a mentor for you coming up? That is such a great question and it's a really important one that I think more people need to ask black women because often you will get a big sigh <laughs> in response. Um, I would say that the woman who most championed me rather than mentored is a woman called Tracy Hutchison and she proved to be a real game changer uh, for me when I went from 3CR over to RRR. So Tracy was the program manager at RRR at that stage. She's an incredibly seasoned broadcaster um, and television presenter and is a really, really remarkable mind. But mentors for me, I mean, I guess the late Auntie Lisa Belair and Auntie Destiny Deacon were two Black women who were the first Black women I ever saw doing radio, and that was at 3CR many moons ago. And yeah, the way they kind of shaped what I had intended to be the way that I would present myself on air to actually feeling comfortable to just step in and bring myself as I am. Like Auntie Destiny and Auntie Lisa were just really pivotal and especially as First Nations women as well, just very calmly kind of guiding me and supporting me and championing me in really profound ways. And I actually don't have the words to sum up what they kind of did for me mm. in terms of just visibly seeing black women in media unapologetically being themselves and bringing to the airwaves their community and conversations that mattered to them I had never seen that yeah. and they were the first ones and then Tracy uh, was profound you know, like a good few years later in allowing me. I mean, she, you know, as a white woman, she understood the importance of just letting me be and not micromanaging me. And I've always kind of felt that throughout my career. Speaking of white women, someone who has like played a huge role in my life and has done the same thing that Tracy did for you, which is stay out of your way, is Juliet from 3CR. So I want to give a oh. shout out to Juliet because sometimes you need that. You need someone to give you space but also Absolutely. to um, take a chance on you because I think a lot of the times people take a chance on black women when they're excellent but no one takes a chance on them when they're mediocre or when they're starting out. You need someone to see that potential in you and then give you that space for that potential to grow. And that doesn't happen often. So shout out to Julia. In preparation for this interview, I was just thinking about 
all the incredible things that you do, Namila. So not just in your career, but in the people that you support and the community that you give back to, not to mention, obviously, you know, the love and labor of being a mother. So I wonder, how do you sustain that energy? How do you get up every day to, you know, continue doing the brilliant work that you do? Like, where do you go to to tap into that sustenance? Oh, I mean, you mentioned Arige before and there is such a good and powerful line that she said a few years ago when we both did um, a talk together and she said, the sisterhood is my lifeline. And that, I mean, that makes me put on a T-shirt, Ayan. I'm not even going to lie. Like that is so key. Like the sisterhood is my lifeline. I have incredible black women in my life who I can call on day or night in any situation and, you know, with no fear and no judgment. And they prove time and again, because, you know, I can be trash as well. And I can be really um, like, yeah, none of us are perfect, you know, and I can be a headache. I can be demanding. I can be, um, yeah, like if I don't like what someone's doing, I can get I can get snarky. And I love that I have got these beautiful black women in my life, including elders. I've got a number of aunties, um, as well as my mum, who I call on quite often to help guide me through some really difficult stuff that I navigate. And it's not ever that they necessarily understand the sort of circles that I have to move in in terms of institutional structures, mm. but just just having people who ride or die for you and that no matter what, no matter yes. what decision you make, they've got you. Like I come from a really beautiful and strong culture, you know, that's deeply embedded, like it's a matrilineal society and, yeah, the matriarchs within my culture, like I feel like they guide me every step of the way. So very much when I step into any space, first and foremost, I enter and conduct myself as a Tolai Papua New Guinean woman because that is what sustains me, it's what gives me strength and it's what keeps me on the straight and narrow like that that is what I'm first and foremost answerable to and yeah yeah I mean yeah. I know I use the word answerable but that's actually it, it so strengthens me so much just knowing who I am who my people are where I've come from where I know I can always go back to yeah my, my culture is everything You've been in the industry for 20 plus years, Namila. How do you mm. deal with setbacks? Like, how do you even think about a failure? Because I know personally, we've, I know like outside of this, we've discussed what that looks yeah. like. I'd love for listeners to know, how do you think about that? And, and what do you do when things don't go your way? I mean, it's excruciating. <laughs> At the time, um, I have to say, as I've gotten older, the way that I view um, what could be perceived as failures, like this is my life and this is my path and it's all part of my story. So I don't have the same fear around failure. And in fact, you will rarely hear me use that term. I don't really use the term failure because for me, I view it as growth. And mm -hmm. I think it is really great 
that things don't always go our way, I think it's great to learn patience. I think it's great to learn grace. I think it's um, it's great to learn kindness. And that's what failure has always done for me. It, it's excruciating. Um, it's been humiliating at times, but uh, my successes, of course, they're fantastic. But yeah, I've improved as a person and grown the most as a person through failures. And mm. there's been, let me tell you, <laughs> there's been a lot of them. It's time to speak up, speak out and speak loud. From an idea born on a park bench outside Liberal Party headquarters where hundreds of women told their stories of sexual violence, introducing Feminist Fridays. Join our open speaking circle to tell your story any way you want. A poem, a speech or a dance. You can even yell it out in the direction of Parliament House because that's where we'll be, on the steps. Feminist Fridays, starting Friday the 30th of April at 12pm. Join us. It's time to unite, heal and take back our power. Feminist Fridays isn't just a protest. We are a non-hierarchical collective ready to destroy the patriarchy, starting with your voice. This event is taking place on stolen Wurundjeri land and voices of First Nations people are prioritised. Hosted by Loud, Angry and Not Sorry. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a program produced and presented at 3CR Community Radio and also airs on Tuesdays at 3.30pm on our sister radio station, Radio Skid Row. Our guest this week is the brilliant Namilla Benson. So far, Namilla has talked about the woman she takes great inspiration from and explained how she deals with setbacks. In this next half of our conversation, she looks at the double-edged sword of visibility, exceptionalism, and her foray into TV, which we're so excited about. One thing I want to talk about is the double-edged sword of visibility. So being such a visible presence is important, right? It's needed. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, is there also pressure that comes along with being one of the only black faces in the room or one of the only black faces on TV? What do you think about that? Absolutely. Uh, without a doubt. Um, so because it's going to be a very high profile show that I'm stepping into, I mean, I don't have the luxury to mess up uh, and I'm bound to. Like we live in times where I am still learning a lot about the world um, that I move within and what is happening globally that impacts us here, you know, in our day-to-day lives. Like there's a lot of stuff that I'm still trying to get my head around. Uh, I feel a deep responsibility to uh, make sure in this age of diversity and inclusion, whatever that means, through a white lens. But I want that to be the real deal with this show. And, yeah, like there's, I am carrying responsibilities that I would not if I was white and male. And and that's just the truth. Like other colleagues who work in media who are my age, not only are they very, very well established within their careers and have been for a number of years, they have the luxury and the privilege of just making decisions based on themselves. I don't. I know that if I muck up, that it is going to ruin the opportunity for other 
black folks, for other Pacifica, you know, other Pacific Islander folks, for, um, yeah, other women, other mothers. Like there's so much. And and it doesn't serve me <laughs> to, to necessarily step into a TV show at my age. Like it would be easier in many ways to not move ahead with doing this. And before, you know, like when I got the call saying that I was successful and I got the offer for this role, like I spoke to a lot of my elders about it and, you know, they said to me, they're like, you need to stop and you're complicating things, but you need to think of your children, you need to think of your nieces, you need to think of your nephews and you need to think of your community. Like they weren't going to let me get away with not doing this. And um, the double-edged sword is that not only am I going to be very highly critiqued, and it's already started, I'm going to be critiqued not just by um, whiteness, I am also at the mercy of my own communities that I care about. And the thing is, like, the black table is the table I always want to be at. Like, the that, yeah, and I just... You know, you feel a lot of uncertainty about that. And I hate that I have to consider so much in terms of um, what my responsibilities are editorially, uh, structurally, in terms of my community, uh, racially, through the lens of, you know, like through so many different lenses and definitely culturally because I will be dragged. I mean, and we've seen it. We've yeah. seen it happen with sisters so many times to the point that sisters have to leave the country. Like, yeah. 100, yeah, 100%. And it all boils down to if you don't do it, who else will, right? Someone has yeah. to start, unfortunately. And sometimes, you know, you become that guinea pig for a lot of us who are interested in pursuing a role that's front-facing. And hopefully one day we won't have to be that only face or we won't have to be yes. that person that puts ourselves out there for the community. But right now, that's the case. Yeah. And you're doing a fantastic job, Namila. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's the issue of exceptionalism as well. Like, you know, I mean, I think we can be... <laughs> honest I am like I'm not exceptional do you know what I mean like I know so many incredible sisters so many incredible black folks who are more than well equipped to step in to do what I'm doing but you know there's these limited white imaginings of what blackness is supposed to be and I've got to be really careful as well that I don't want to be you know these terms that get thrown around to describe black women like I don't want to be that kind of yeah I you know like sassy and fierce and this that and the other I yeah we all know how problematic those terms are and um oh. The thing is, I love the arts and I love all arts and I really want to make sure that, yes, I want to invite so many people to sit at the table with me, but um, also, too, that they come as artists and arts practitioners mm. first and foremost, that elements of their identity which constantly get politicised is not going to precede the fact that they're creatives first and foremost. So that's important to me as well. Mm. Mm. 
Okay, so we've kind of skirted around the show, but now is the best time to talk about it. So what's artworks? What can we look forward to? And I also know um, DJ Mizrick is one of your guests. Oh, look, I think for me, like the arts is, I love that I can step into conversations uh, at the most basic level about the arts, but it actually speaks to who we are as a nation and that, that's really important to me. I think the art is a really great litmus test that kind of shines a mirror and sort of lifts the lid a little bit on, on who we are. I mean, I think the ways that uh, we define art, the ways that we value art and artists um, and how we engage with those works kind of plays a really big role. I mean, and, and you know, with what happened with Dark Mofo, that was such a, that was a big moment, right? Because it kind of crystallised, whoa, there are bigger conversations that need to happen right now because in the arts and with what happened with Dark Mofo, not only did it reveal who was clearly at the table, but it actually magnified who was definitely not at the table. So, I mean, I guess my thing is, is that um, I just really want to make a creative space where, you know, and this has kind of been picked up, I said it once and it's kind of been picked up as the key phrase, but, you know, we're clearing and resetting the table to invite everyone to have a seat because the arts is not always a welcoming or neutral space. But look at the folks that we know who practice all forms of the arts. So it's not just visual art, it's going to be film, it's going to be, I mean, Ms Riz came in to talk about sneakers, like why is sneakers art? But yeah, it's, you know, we're going to do music, we're going to do film, it'll be pop culture. So we're going to be covering anything and everything to do with all things creative. How incredible is Namilla? Honestly, we really don't deserve her. Catch Namilla every Wednesday at 8.30pm on ABC TV Plus and ABC iView. I really am not understanding why people aren't seeing the fact that prisons are an integral part of a public health response to a pandemic. Like you, I'm really concerned about whether the data is being released very honestly about illnesses within prison. I have suspicions it's not, but really we need very strong leadership in this country that actually cares about people inside, our most vulnerable populations inside. That's what we need and that's not what we're getting right now. We need to keep Radical Voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. That's it from us. Don't forget you can listen to this episode and all of our previous episodes on our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au slash Blues. Follow us on Instagram at 3cr.diasporablues. We also repeat on Radio Skid Row Tuesdays at 3.30pm. Shout out to Raul Hernandez who makes that happen every week. We appreciate you, bro. And that is it from me, y'all. We'll see you next week. But before we do, we're going to say goodbye with a track by the wonderful, wonderful Kai Eat. And it's called Shiny. got pressure, she called me diamond on the weekday, 
Got so much pressure That's why this song be stuck on replay I got pressure, she call me diamond, no time for mistake, too scared for writing, you know I dream this reality since I was a young and write down who I be and now the manifestations coming in, now why you acting like, what? now why you acting like that, put your thoughts into the universe and she gon' bring it right back, you so hard on yourself, mama you don't need that, no you your biggest critic girl, best believe that, best believe Pointless stressing won't be the remedy for my motivation that I feel I need. Ooh, I got pressure. She call me diamond on the weekday. Got so much pressure. That's why this song be stuck on replay. And I got, I got pressure. She call me diamond on the weekday. That's why this song be stuck on replay Now that's whack I don't know how to act A false reality that I've seen to create in my head to make me feel I'm not deserving of these things I do And the only track you're popping is a G-Part 2 And what's that? As a matter of fact This is just a reminder that so happens to be a rap car You should do it exactly what you wanna do listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.